It's episode 245 of The Platformers, a show about games and nerd culture, and I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Joshua Mobley. I'm Chris Schreiber. And I am a sweaty boy because I just played a bunch of Guilty Gear Strive with kind of funny's blessings out of Yoye Jr. Oh, wow. And let me tell you. Let me tell you, that boy's axle is on the rise. I'll tell you. I'm very sweaty. Cool. That's He's dipping cool. back into the. He was dipping back into the game, and uh, he posted on Twitter earlier after our sets. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm back," <laughs> which is uh, like was really really fun because I was playing with um, with two new characters. I was uh, trying out Nagoyuki, who I haven't played in like ages and ages and ages, and never really learned. And then I was playing a little bit with Leo Whitefang, uh, which are a couple of characters that I'm like looking to learn. I've been playing Biken for a while, but. Um, with the announcement of the rollback update for Dragon Ball Fighters, um, Will, uh, friend of the show and former guest host Will Berger, is going to be getting into Dragon Ball Fighters once the rollback update comes. So we basically put together a list of, hey, what are the things that you want in a fighting game character? Uh, and we just listed out like five or six of them in the needs category, and then we had some in the wants category, and then I just went through the Dragon Ball roster and was like, Here's all the characters that meet all of those. Here's all the ones that meet five or more. Here's the ones that meet four or more, just to kind of give him a, here's who you want to kind of look into. And then we did the same thing for me in Guilty Gear Strive. And uh, Nago and Leo are the only two characters in that game that have like everything that I wanted. Uh, so I'm, I'm, giving them, I'm giving them a shot, you know. And uh, had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Blessing was looking to learn or uh, try Axel at the same time. And so we just kind of jumped in, started like feeling out our characters. And it was uh, it was very tense. A lot of a lot of good footsies. And then we ended up, I think right before the end, we ended up doing like a first to 10, which was really fun. Um, very cool. So I'm Sick I'm fully girl. anticipating we're going to do uh, more of that. It was we were going back and forth up until the end. It was a lot of fun. So it was like I would go up one. He would he would even up. He would pull ahead. I would, you know, even up. We get, I I got like, at one point I got like up eight to six and then he ran two back to back and caught up with me eight to eight. And then I won two in a row to take it. Uh, But man, a lot of fun. Also, Axel, really difficult to get in on. I know that's like that character's thing. I don't know if either of you know anything about Axel Lowe from Guilty Gear. Oh, so he's a character who uses Kusari Gamas. Uh, which are the the sickles at the end of chains. So he's just constantly like throwing these sickles across the screen and then pulling them back. So he's like, you jump up in the air, he's like throwing it way up in the air and catching you and all this sort of stuff. Like you, you can't escape from him. And the threat is he's throwing these, you know, sickle chains all over the screen and you like, you have to like get in. <laughs> it's like, he's just throwing this shit all over the screen and you just have to not get hit by it. And it's tough. But uh, that was a lot of fun. So I'm definitely looking forward to, to more of that. But that's that's why I'm definitely a sweaty boy that needs a shower. And then I made the mistake of, before the show, cooking also. So I made a bunch of gyoza for the family. Man, you probably smell amazing right now. Smell like gyoza. Yeah. Actually, I smell pretty good, but I'm, I'm definitely still sweaty. <laughs> De- deodorize, kids. Yeah, I, yeah, it's true. It's Please. true. You got to do it. You got to do it. People can smell you. I don't know if you're aware. Yes. Of mm-hmm. If you can smell you, then we can smell you. Sometimes even when you can't smell you. 
That's <laughs> true. Sure That's true. There is a saying, a skunk can't smell its own stink. Yes. And that is definitely... Is that, is that true, or is that just a saying? I mean, it is a saying, but it is also largely true. Like, there's also a thing uh, called nose blindness, which is where um, you are, like, you're so used to it that, like, you don't smell it, which is why it's a good it's a good idea. Like, if, if you're curious about something, this is sometimes we sometimes do because we have cats. But because we have them around all the time, like we might not smell the litter as often as other people might because they're not used to it. So sometimes we'll like ask people, like, hey, I need we need a, like a second opinion. Like, can you smell anything in here? Because all that sort my of mom stuff. does yeah. it every time I go to their house. Does it smell like dog in can here? You, can you smell yeah. it? No, no. I, 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 I have found that cats, unless you clean the litter box a lot, will just their smell will conquer an entire room. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. insane. Yeah how quickly yeah. that starts to just dominate. Yeah. It's very true. You really got to find an ideal setup for that sort of stuff. Like you got to find the right litter. You got to get the right food for them. You got to have the right, you have to have the litter box in the right place in the house. If your cats are purely indoor, if they're indoor outdoor, then like it doesn't really matter. But um, All then you got a whole other, meta. you got a whole lot of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, you, Hey, we, Hey, pick a top tier. That's all I got to say. Pick a top tier. Yeah. But yeah, where's, if where's your, if your, your tier list indoor, for uh, litter boxes? Yeah. Let me get on Tier Maker real quick and and post my post my top ten litter boxes. <laughs> um, man, there's. Have you ever seen that robot, the litter robot? They're up to like the fifth I, gen. I mean, I've seen the the like electronic litter boxes that clean themselves, like they scoop. It's one of those into like a bag for you. It uh. It's $500 or $600. It looks like, like an orb, like a Saiyan ship. Um, <laughs> but it, this thing is like unbelievable, like all the features that it, that it has. It'll notify you when they've gone, like, or when they think it's yeah. like, okay, you should probably empty this out. Like, it's ridiculous. I, mean, it I want one so badly, though. It seems crazy, but if you have cats, you know, and you have to do, you have to do this kind of shit every day, like... Oh, I mean, the, I just changed... The, you know, what's the price... Of, of that worth of yeah. having slightly more peace of mind. Yeah. I mean, I changed three litter boxes today and that, Jeez. that stuff is heavy. Like by the time you're yeah. done, it's just like, Ugh. it's like Futurama. It's like a uh, uh, nibbler and his like uh, black or dark matter. Like, poops. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. poops, he poops dark matter. So it's like <laughs> supremely dense, super, super heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. This is a video games podcast. <laughs> it is a video games podcast. It is a video games podcast. Um, yeah, I just, I also just, I had a, a, a weird thing where I was in the past like couple of days, I've been farting around with like PS1 emulators and mm -hmm. I actually had to get rid of two of them because they didn't work for the game that I was trying to run. I'm trying to play Xenogears because I'm doing like a video game book club. Mm. Um, we're playing Xenogears. I've never played it before. Um, never played but, any of that series. I tried to uh, I tried to get uh, EPSXE, and that didn't work. It was like super stuttery at the beginning. And then I tried to run, I think it was Beetle PSX or something like that in RetroArch. Uh, and then I tried one other one. Duck Station? I just tried Duck Station today, and that's the one that works. I was going to say, that's usually the one that I end up using. So, yeah. So that's the one that finally, that finally got, I, got, I finally got running. Yeah. 
so yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be playing that. I'm not sure. I I don't have anything to say about it because I'm like five minutes in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just getting into that as well. But like dipping into like these different. Okay, let me see if LaunchBox is gonna work. Okay, let me see if RetroArch is gonna work. Okay, let me see if there's a different core that I can get to work. But like once I got it working, it's like okay, awesome. And then I didn't know this, but there's a there's a site called Retro Achievements. Uh, and you can actually log in and they'll give you achievements for these old games. Yes. Really? Yeah. So like when I fired it up, it was like, you have zero out of 62 achievements for Xenogears. I'm like sick. So I'm, I'm excited to see like what that is all about. And if I can like, you know, see what people decided were like appropriate challenges for these sorts of games. That's just like a cool little wrinkle. Yeah. I mean, for games like, you know, if you, if you want to revisit them and you want something to chase, like while you're in it, like instead of just like, I'm going to play Donkey Kong country again, like you can't, which, yeah. which is right here. Um, you know, you actually have something I, to be like, I'm going to do it without dying or without, just, you know? Yeah. I just feel like that defeats the purpose of, I don't know to me, Old like games a little, but I get why people want that. Like they want to, especially if it's something that like pushes you into a different way of playing the game. But yeah, I remember booting up the switch for the first time. And when people were like, there aren't any achievements like this is dumb. I was like, this is like a selling feature of this thing, honestly, <laughs> because I'm just like yeah. playing a video game. I'm not, I'm not worried about, you know, all this yeah. other like crap, uh, so and to, to me, be, I'm like, oh, I, I'm, I don't want to do that. But yeah. yeah. And to be clear, I, I mostly enabled that because I was curious. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. chase achievements like that, 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 that um, there are two wolves within you. The one that cares about achievements and the one that does not. And the one has the one who does not care about achievements has thoroughly murdered the one that does. Uh, I do not care about that stuff anymore, but yeah. I am I interested with the either. implementation into older games. And so I basically just enabled that because like I'm interested in seeing like the little pop up and being like, oh, okay, like what was that that I did? Like it's more of like a a curiosity than like I'm definitely not going to be achievement hunting in retro games, like not at all. Um, But I just I think that's a very interesting thing. It's cool that they got it working like period, you know? Yeah. Like without being like an actual like it's not like they have the source code for it. Like it's just yeah. I don't know, it's surprising. Yeah, I think they must cool. have some way to do it. Yeah. It is yeah. interesting. Yep. Neat. <sighs> I, on the other hand, am like fighting myself, which like I don't know why I'm doing this. I shadowboxing. Um, shadowboxing. No. Um No, I did the thing where I turned on The Last of Us uh, a couple days ago. And I never, I like, I never finished my uh, grounded playthrough from whenever I started that. The last time I talked about the Last of Us on the show, and um, so last week, I, yeah, last <laughs> week I did get through it though. Um, like I did finish, but now I'm like, oh, now I got to do grounded plus, and I'm like, do I have to though? No. Especially with the you remake don't. coming out, I don't. I you really don't. don't. Just wait. But I will, because I know how I am. I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, well, such is life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Wow. I, uh, wow. I've been in a weird, a weird Nintendo mood lately. Hell um, yeah. Can't Tell me about it. A weird Nintendo move? No, so you've just been like, playing like uh, you've been playing like Wario Land, Chibi Ford. Robo, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I I wanted like something slightly meatier, so I tried Fire Emblem for the what first time. What could possibly be meatier than Wario? That boy's uh, got that wow. boy's got so much meat. He does have a lot of meat. Um, uh, no, I started my first Fire Emblem game, so I'm playing Awakenings. Ooh. Uh, Fate's Awakenings on the 3DS, and I am digging it. Somebody clip that exact reaction from both Chris what? and myself. <laughs> I'm playing Awakenings. Ooh, it's good. Um, that was my first Fire Emblem as well. I think yeah. you're in for a treat. Yeah, yeah it's very good. Um, I am about halfway done. I already I have a child, and noise, noise. waifu, and leveling. Who, and who is your wife? Great. Um, I went with uh, Azura, who I, I learned in the Japanese version is named Aqua. Uh, but oh, weird. a blue-haired singer lady who can give you give your like unit like another turn, basically. Um, but yeah, it's oh wow, good. you picked her. Okay, interesting. it's a good game. Um, I don't know if I will play Conquests, which is like the bad guy version of that story um but we'll see uh i was thinking about getting three houses when i finished this for switch wait a second 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 so wait you're playing birthright birthright no, sorry okay yeah because awakenings i'm like i'm like up. azura is not in that okay. game i'm playing birthright okay. i keep getting mixing them up i don't know why okay um, awakenings was the first one that i played i i played birthright after that one and then i went on to play conquest and revelations okay um yeah i, was I think considering... awakening is the only one i've done uh, sorry go ahead yeah i mean i've never done any so um yeah. so you're corin uh, right yeah yeah okay um so i might just after i'm done with this unless i'm just like wow i really want to stay in this specific world uh i might go play three houses because I was interested in it at the time, but I never picked it up. So, um, but yeah. And then yeah, the, the cool. new uh, the new FF14 patch came out, and it's a big one. So there's new raid content, which I did, and there was a new trial fight, which was really good, and I did. Um, and now we all have Animal Crossing inside the game. We all have our own island, which I've only spent about 20 minutes in, but it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, still. Still kicking it through there. But that's it's honestly cool. what I've been up to. And I meant to play the Splatoon 3 beta. I had it downloaded and everything. And then I ended up doing shit all weekend. And then this morning woke up and went, oh, crap, I didn't play that. <laughs> so yeah. I played it. You played um, it. I played I played it a lot, actually. Um, like, I love that we're on. This is great. We're on a sliding scale of care about this game. One of us played it a lot. One of us meant to play it and didn't. And one of us under no circumstances cares to play it. I think that's great. I mean, I, I wasn't like, I was interested to play it, uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm not like, I'm in this weird space with this game. Um, so like Splatoon 2, when it came out early, you know, early in the Switch's life cycle, um, that game 
and a lot of people when it came out, like I, I knew a lot of people that had switches. So we were, you know, trying to get multiplayer games going. And like the, the lobby system in Splatoon 2 was like notoriously awful. Um, yeah. Like if you, if the three of us wanted to play, we could like join a party, but like you guys might end up on the opposite team and I might be by myself. Um, like they fixed all that in Splatoon 3. Um, while getting parties going is very easy and there's like several weirdly several different ways that you can like party up with people like i think they just tried to make it so like it's like no this is as accessible as we can make it um you could just kind of like stumble into a menu um it did have connectivity issues um like more than once like i i had to i had to either reboot the game or like rejoin up with my friends like more than probably three or four times uh throughout mm-hmm. the entire time we were doing it um once you're in a game i have one drop mid game i think it was because somebody quit um once you're in a game it's fine like i really didn't have any stutter at all um games are super quick they load super quickly um and while you're waiting for your game to load um, they put you in this like training area, kind of like Overwatch, um, like similar like Overwatch's training areas. Um, that it's cool to just like kill the time and just like run around while you know the the matchmaking is happening. Um, I did go back after the fact and play some Splatoon two matches just to like see how it compares. Three definitely looks better. Um, it runs better, uh, but for the most part, like it. it and this was the same conversation with one or the jump from one to two. Um, like a lot of it is quality of life improvements that, and weirdly enough, a lot of it like was implemented that there, a lot of the things they put in Splatoon three were put in Splatoon two, but it happened so late in that game's life cycle that I think a lot of people missed out on it, myself included. Um, yeah. like the way that gear works in that game and how you apply upgrades to your, your inkling. Um, that's oh, upgrades. Yeah, there's like upgrades that you can get. Um, so if there's like a specific build that you want to do, um, you can you unlock. It's kind of like Destiny system where like you can have whatever. That's just, it, which is that's just cemented the fact that I'm never going to play yeah. this game ever. But it like you know if you if you have gear that you like, like you like the look of it, except, you can apply whatever upgrades that you except, want to apply to it. Yeah, I was gonna say except Nintendo doesn't take your gear away every three months. It's right. Like, because they, they don't really forever. upgrade. Oh, yeah, they don't really do much in Splatoon. It's like play the game. It's the game. It's here. You yeah, know, like they do events, but yeah, like, like they the have game like, is the, um, the game is the game for the most part. Right, like they have Splatfest and things like that, and they they are going to release DLC for this, like they did for Splatoon two. Um, we don't know what that is yet, or you know the scope of that. But I mean, the number of items and just like cosmetics for your character and things like that, that you're able to chase in this game is I think the biggest that they've ever had in any of the Splatoon games. Um, so if you, I think if you have people to play with um, every now and then it's very fun. I think my problem with this game is like, I have plenty of people that I know that own Splatoon two already that we, and maybe it's because of that, you know, the matchmaking system that I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, we never really hit each other up to play Splatoon. Um, I enjoyed these games in small doses, but um, I tend to not find myself playing them for more than an hour at a time. Um, and I mean, you can get a lot of matches in in the span of an hour. 
Um, I don't really know what the campaign is going to look like, if it's going to be similar to like the Octoling expansion from Splatoon 2, which I also played this weekend. Um, not all of it, but I did start it. Um, that is more... It's like a more advanced version of what was in just the base game of Splatoon 2. Um, but yeah, like it, it's weird because when 3 was announced, like it seemed like it was going to be this like, you know, desolate wasteland and like, you know, what's the story going to be? And it's all this. And here they just, yeah, that's where you start and you make your character, but you get on a bus and then you end up in another city, which like the city is cool, but it's just no, it doesn't seem much different from when we've seen in the first and second one. Um. Yeah, I, I'm torn. I feel like I need to get it, um, just to like have an opinion on it. And like, I do. Like, I have historically enjoyed. I know I have historically enjoyed the Splatoon games, um, and I enjoyed my time in the beta this weekend, or you know, the Splatfest this weekend. Um, I think my problem is like I just don't see myself playing it for more than a weekend or maybe two, and. I'm trying to not buy games like that anymore. Um, yeah. Especially like Splatoon is a game that will probably go on sale um, at some point in the next year. It usually drops to like 40 bucks. Like I would, I would probably buy it for that. Um, 60 is kind of pushing it just for what it is. Um, and like, like it's not going to be my, all right, drop everything. I'm playing Splatoon forever now, you know? Yeah. I think if this, like if this was that sort of a thing, I think, I think 60 is totally, justifiable if like your thing is me and my friends play Splatoon. Right. Like, I feel like absolutely like, but yeah, for, for, uh, Splatoon two is probably my biggest purchasing regret of the past generation. Yeah. Uh, just because like I bought it being like, Oh, everybody's talking about this. I'm going to like play with people. And I don't think I've played. I think I played maybe one match with someone one time. And that's it. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a complete, you know, waste. And I think that there's, there's an element of like knowing yourself that goes into that. Like I've just learned that's not me. And if I'm going to do that, that needs to be, if I'm going to get a game that is multiplayer like that, it has to be something that I enjoy enough to play solo also. Mm -hmm. So like that for that sort of a thing, it's much less likely to be your halos, your war zones, your, uh, splatoons. And it's much more likely to be your dragon ball fighters, your, guilty your strives and things like that i I think i've just learned that about myself this generation yeah Uh, man i'm i am amped because i i definitely know you know people like lily and you know and uh and such are like out there and like just championing the bit ready for more splatoon and i'm really i'm really pleased uh that they're gonna get it yeah i i just wish the i wish the single player content was more robust than what it is like i i bought splatoon one and two day one on the Wii U and switch and was super excited to get into it. Um, I never finished either of those single player campaigns, which is like pretty rare for me for a Nintendo game. Yeah, I um, didn't even know they had single player. Campaign. I almost exclusively just jumped into multiplayer matches. And I think that's the case for a lot of people, but it just seems like, and I think I said the same thing when two came out, it seems like the type of thing that like for a world that is as rich and vibrant and full of, like these it's just different styles and characteristics um and cool weapons like like the whole idea of it is very interesting it's different um yeah one of the reasons why i'm so happy for people is because there's not anything else like this right 
I just like other than other Splatoon games. Else, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish um I don't know that they they could figure something else something else out for the single player content other than like okay you go into this puzzle box that really doesn't play like the full game like at all um mm-hmm. or like the multiplayer content um it it's very different um like Halo I feel like a lot of the skill like the skills that you get from Halo I think go along with what you end up doing in multiplayer. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. You play through the campaign of Halo Infinite and then jump into multiplayer like you're 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 good to go. You're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I, I would disagree s- with that, but okay. Not to the level, but like it's definitely no, like I just a mean, no, ramp, I think. Like the like, game the game is like, you know, combat chess, but then when you go into multiplayer, it's like not really like that. It's like you're shooting it's combat this- checkers. You're shooting the same guy, really, but and I mean, there's more. There's more to it than that. Like it's, you know, all the think of all the tactical things you do in a multiplayer shooter. But like, sure, it's not the same. It's you're not learning the same skills. I would say. I guess what uh, I'm more I'm more talking about is the even just basic mechanics, like the way that you move the character around. Um, Splatoon single player. There's a lot of like stop and go, like. There was a mission I was doing last night and it was like I got so pissed off I finally stopped playing it was um, I had to like sh- shoot this eight ball like this giant eight ball like around the level. And if it fell off the level, I had to start over. Um, and it's just like it was a lot of like, OK, you run behind the thing, you shoot it a couple times and you go like it. That is nothing like the multiplayer content at all, no. um, you know, and that doesn't that doesn't even help me get better at multiplayer like i think if if you play halo single player and you're you just get used to the rhythm of like firing at enemies and taking cover like etc um like you get better at using the guns and you know like when to use them in different scenarios splatoon it's like this is just very it's very touch and go and it doesn't feel good it's almost like um you know adapting like any of the sonic games where uh you have like sonic colors is that way where you have to run like it's more of a platformer um, than a traditional like, OK, you're, you're trying to go fast. Um, there's a lot of stop and go in that game. Um, it just doesn't feel like it's in sync with what. What I think about when I think of Splatoon. All that to say, I'm probably not going to buy it. I already but, have pre-ordered, so I'll be playing it. Yeah, because I enjoy it. Do you have people to play with? Yeah, but like I don't most of the time whenever I've played it, I don't really play with anyone. It's just it's like a it's like a chill shooter that you jump into and you play like a few matches of and then you kind of dip out of unless you're like, yeah. one of, you know, a super fan or something that like I kind of just d- jump in and kill 30 minutes to an hour and then dip out like it's yeah. one of those things. Um, I've never done Salmon Run. So I haven't either. The, I was going to say this that. will be the first time I've done Salmon Run. Like my friends like rave about it and say it's amazing. Um, yeah. So this will be my first time actually being able to do it. So uh, we'll see how that is. Yeah. I think if I like there's a good chance I'm going to hit up um, like my my friends around here um, and see who is getting it because they were the ones that I played with during uh, right. the testing. Like if they if they. Most of them say they're going to. I, I could see myself doing it, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not like amped about it. It's just like, here's a game that's coming out, you yeah. know. 
It's fine. You don't have to be excited about everything. Yeah. No, you do. I enjoyed my time with it with with the multiplayer, though. I will say, like Splatoon 3's multiplayer, I did think it was fun when it when it worked. You heard it here first, paper. Did. Yeah. I'm sore. I had a full I had a full body massage, and uh, oh my, it was like an hour and a half of deep tissue massage. So I'm like I'm pretty sore. Ugh, but I definitely needed it because I've been climbing lately. I told you guys that I joined that climbing gym, right? You did. Yeah, I've been a couple of times. It's cool. I (sighs) wish we had something like that around us. Um, I lived near a I lived near a parkour gym when I lived in uh, in a different spot in in, uh, the Bay Area. But like it was so expensive. It looked super fun. Um, It was like people wipe out there. Probably, but like, like, I mean, it's all padded, right? Like, oh, okay. Um, it was, it was like Chuck E. Cheese for adults, basically. It was like you <laughs> swung on stuff and like you had to jump and slide. I think they basically just build a big obstacle course that like won't hurt you if you fall, really. But oh, like, okay. it was kind of so, so expensive. Like, it was a few hundred dollars, uh, like a month to go there. And I was Jeez, just like, I was man. like, no. No way. Yeah, yeah mine's significantly less expensive than that. Yeah. And all the equipment is like supplied when you need it. So like if you need to like get rope or climbing shoes or a harness or whatever, like they just have those there for <laughs> you. Get That's cool. Rope. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure if we're ready to go into topics. Uh... Did anybody have anything else uh, that we wanted to? I thought that was Chris's I mean, topic. I, was that, that Chris's that was, topic? That was one of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, my topic is I went to the theater near me and saw again? Dragon Ball Super oh, superhero. Different theater. <laughs> I had the same. I was like, I was like, you went am again I in a loop. Like, <laughs> I went like, back damn, to see dude. another play. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball. Can you no, imagine? Yeah. Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball on the stage. They're like Dragon some Ball dude, on ice. Some dude swings down from the rafters. Kakarot. Like that's all that I really remember. That has to be a Dragon thing Ball. in Japan, right? I don't know. Dragon Ball on ice or Dragon Ball on Dragon Ball on ice. Yeah, Dragon Ball on ice seems like it's it's a real thing that we just uh, haven't I mean, seen yet. If it isn't, they should do that because even I, someone who hasn't liked Dragon Ball since they were twelve, would find that really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find anything. That's shocking. has to be a mu- has to be a musical too. Can't just be. Oh uh, yeah, it's got to be like Reptar on Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna. It's gonna. What, I think it's, it might take. Uh, <laughs> it might take some doing to uh, to unseat that one as this week's episode title. That's one of my. Uh, that's one of my favorite like '90s cartoon moments when they go on the ice. What a bunch of kids do on the ice. (laughs) One of my favorite Rugrats lines was Grandpa when he was getting buying cereal and he's like corrugated bran puffs or whatever. (laughs) I don't know why I've always remembered that. That and when uh, um, uh, uh, Tommy's dad like has to go to dinner with this guy. And he's like, Pickles, you slay me or whatever. And they put all the actually dump all the hot sauce in his soup. And he takes the sip and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's great 
I really enjoyed watching that show when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, when I was, was a excellent. kid, it was it was great. I think I tried to watch it as an adult, and I was like, "This is really boring." Yeah, but uh, as yeah. a kid, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. And you know what else is great? Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Woo! So this actually this actually unseated uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly as like the number one Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, theatrically released, which. I'm not super surprised at, but I think that does kind of like, uh, I, I guess, I guess advertising, uh, notwithstanding, I, I'm not sure what people expect. I definitely expected very little to know Goku and Vegeta in this movie. And, but I didn't look at any of the advertisements. I just kind of like got the vibe that like this is a Piccolo and Gohan movie, which it absolutely is. Like it yeah. absolutely focuses on them. Uh, if other people picked that up from the uh, marketing materials, then I guess that kind of puts to the lot uh, like puts the lie to uh, Dragon Ball fans only want to watch Goku and Vegeta. Uh, because that's that's like uh, I think we we may have I may have mentioned it on the show before, but like uh, Akira Toriyama's original vision of Dragon Ball Z was at the end of the Cell Saga to have Goku die and then he's not in the show anymore, and then Gohan becomes the main character, and then apparently there was like a lot of pushback on that idea, and so he like, kind of scrapped it, and Goku's just stayed I, the main character. Forever. I'm always a fan of franchises doing that kind of thing, like moving it on, because there has to be yeah. some yeah. sort of like transition to the next generation kind of or, yeah we can't yeah. have like old man goku like doing stuff forever right like we gotta yeah we gotta move I mean, it on they, you know they kind of um they've kind of covered that with like the saiyans stay in their prime until they're like in their 80s so like they basically like they get to their like they get to their like 20s and 30s and then they kind of stay in that level of shape until they're like 80 and then they become old and then that's kind of it yeah 79 uh, he's like it's like I'm in the prime of my life, and then the the, the second yeah. he's eighty, <laughs> he blows I mean, those candles yeah, out, over. and he's just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it's like. What's I don't think happening to that. me? I don't think we've seen that, but like the idea of them as being like a warrior race, like even when they're old, they're super powerful. So, like there there is an idea of that, but like that was the idea in the show of like in the cell and the Boo sagas of like Goku saying, "I'm not gonna be around forever. Like you guys need to step up and take over," and then like. The fans were basically like, yeah, we don't really like that. But yeah, um, but Gohan is my favorite character. So I was really excited to see this movie. Um, and I really like Piccolo. And I feel like Piccolo and Gohan have been kind of done dirty by like a lot of the stuff in Dragon Ball Super. Um, if not done dirty, at least grossly underserved. That's not as true of the manga. Like Gohan gets some stuff to do in the Dragon Ball Super manga. But he still doesn't get that much to do um, compared to like, he was a major. I mean, there's a whole shaker like saga the, of in, him. in the entirety of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like in the it's same saga. Real dad. Yeah. In the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's definitely the meme, but like in, in the, from episode one, like of Dragon Ball Z, he was a big, like part of the Saiyan saga. He was a huge part of the Frieza saga. He's like the central 
like point of the Cell Saga and a huge part of the Majin Buu Saga. So to see him like kind of get some shine in this movie, although still this is, uh, this is, um, you know, and I, and I guess if, if people in the chat don't want to know anything about this, like mild kind of spoilers as to like who's in it and like kind of generally like what's going on with this movie. Um, like I guess kind of come back after, after a little while, but, um, Just check but the this time is codes. even, yeah, this is even, uh, this is even more of a Piccolo movie than it is a Gohan movie, honestly. Um, which is crazy. Like, it's really, really crazy to have two characters who almost never get to do anything important doing something really cool. Um, and like the antagonists, I was not expecting. I was not expecting for... One interesting thing that I think ha- they've done with the movies is like really shake up the status quo. Uh, or like add um, a lot of times in in previous movies, it would be a, a new threat appears. We it's so crazy, but it ends up being kind of like a sitcom episode where it's like by the end of it, we're basically back to the norm and like nothing really changed. Um, but what they've been doing with the Dragon Ball Super movies is really cool. Like. With the last movie, they introduced a new character that's stronger than Goku and Vegeta. Um, and, you know, F- Frieza knows about him and a bunch of other stuff like this. And then with this one, they've also advanced things like Piccolo and Gohan get new like developments, like big, big new developments that are definitely going to be in the show and in the manga moving forward. Um and that's, it's just kind of crazy to like walk into a movie, have it be like an hour, an hour and a half long and be like, wow, there's a lot of stuff that I kind of want to think about in, the, you know, moving forward into the future of the series. Uh, like the, if you've been on Twitter or on YouTube or something like that, and you follow anything Dragon Ball, there have been tons of videos coming out uh, or just people posting about like, what about this? What does this mean for this character versus that character? Like, what does this mean for like the universe moving forward? How is this, how does this change stuff? Uh, and that's been really fun and interesting. Like I, I'm, I, I don't know what I expected, but I definitely didn't expect it to give me like two very interesting changes or kind of, um, I'm trying to be vague like two changes and like character developments for characters that I care about, you know, I think we're like, in addition, adding new characters into the universe that could, that could do potentially really interesting things, you know, in the future, like there's a new scientist character that's in the universe. We actually know about, um, I, I gave a mild spoiler warning, uh, but they, uh, Android 21 is basically canon now. Uh, There was like a little blip on something uh, in like, there was like a, somebody was giving like a presentation and I saw like original human Android 21's like ID on there. So like she exists in that world somewhere. So, and that's a character that was invented for Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, So it's, it's really interesting to like see little knock on effects of like, little cameos that like have implications for the future. 
um, that I thought was really cool. What were you going to say, Chris? No, I think uh, a lot of, I think we're going to start, I mean, we kind of already have, we're going to start seeing a lot more uh, larger scale anime franchises uh, do this. You know, we had Dragon Ball, and like, this isn't a brand new thing. I, I think it's just amongst people younger than us, um, like specifically like teenagers. Dragon and Ball got pre-teens. a lot of movies, but I don't think any of them really went to the theater. Before. No, but like not here, <laughs> no, not here. But like you're starting to see in the U.S. Like obviously we had Super Broly, but like this was like a full, uh, like theatrical release. Like this was like the weekend movie, uh, which Broly was like a fathom <laughs> event when it came out. Um, you know that was think, yeah yeah um and and traditionally that's kind of what it's been um like when demon slayer like mugen train came out that was also another one that you know you had to see like in the middle of the week um i think they had maybe a few show times on the weekend but like it wasn't in theaters for that long um i think they're starting to realize that like there are a lot of people out there that watch anime want to see this and <laughs> and like anime is kind of the perfect medium to put in a on a big screen in a theater like this especially a show like dragon yeah. ball um yeah. because of the action um this movie like- has so much crazy like this and if you've seen the ads like it looks different uh than like because dragon ball super broly like looks drawn this looks like almost 3d yeah which is like really kind of crazy um uh, i went with my sister-in-law Alyssa, and she was like yeah i didn't really like the visuals and i was like i feel like this was this was probably way cheaper for them to do um and i i I think that for like the 3d visuals i feel like this is this is okay like i i can i can get behind this I prefer the drawn one. Like, I don't think this looked as good as uh, Super Broly most of the time, but I think that generally, I think this still looks really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, what were you saying? No, I mean, I. it's cool. Like, as far as the, the opening weekend, like the box number or box office numbers that it did, I think it did some something north of like 20 million for its opening weekend, um, which is pretty impressive for just, you know, an anime film um, in the States for sure. Um, I think you're just, I think you're going to start seeing more of this, um, you know, for, for large scale anime franchises, um, them doing a theatrical release. Also movie theaters are looking for any reason for people to go to them. Um, (laughs) So like, they're kind of like, they're, they're in this like perfect sweet spot as like anime creators are where it's like, well, you don't have a lot that people want to come see. And we're making this content that like really uh, benefits from being on a larger screen. Like me watching an intimate, um, I don't know, rom-com or whatever. Like I'm less likely to go to a theater to see that, but I'm like, I want to figure out when I can go and see this movie. You're going to go see it. Yeah, I think so. Um, We, uh, you know, we saw Demon Slayer when that came out. We saw the last Dragon Ball when that came out. Um, yeah, any excuse that I can get, you know, to watch anime somewhere, I will. But yeah, yeah. And it's cool because um, even though the manga now, an interesting thing about this, uh, an interesting thing about this movie is where it fits in the timeline, because it it serves. I actually had a question about this, but. 
keep going. What, what's your what's your question? So super is like over, right? Like they're done. They're, like it, it's not it's not done. Okay. Uh, so the anime has been on hiatus, but I think they're still developing it. The manga just ended. Maybe uh, that's the granola what I'm arc of. just ended, and so they're they're taking a break while they ramp up the next arc. Okay. Um, and this movie takes place after, uh, like now, now. Okay. Like this is now the most current thing, but because it involves Gohan and Piccolo, and they didn't play a huge part in the most recent arc, um, it actually is totally fine to watch this just after seeing the Broly movie. Right. Uh, so that's that's kind of something that I thought was really interesting. Is that like. For me, as somebody who literally just finished the the or got caught up on the manga uh, and then watched the movie, it was great. Like it still it it totally worked for me. Yeah. But if you only watched the anime, got through the Tournament of Power, finished the Tournament of Power arc, which is where the anime currently ends, and then watched the Broly movie and then watched this, it still totally works. Um, so it's it's it fits in a really interesting spot where like it is kind of like a movie that you can take or, or leave depending on like where you are, but it does move things forward in an interesting way that I think is going to set up the next manga arc. Mm. Um, I don't know when the anime is coming back. Um, I hope it comes back soon because like, I'm really interested to see what they do with what was in the manga. But since I've started diving into the manga, like I definitely prefer it. So like I don't, it doesn't really matter. Like it's not a huge deal to me if they take a long time on the anime because like I'm gonna watch it, but like I already, like, I got, that's I got all my Dragon Ball right here. Yeah. So. Righty. Um, <laughs> right. I got, I got, I got your you. Dragon Ball. Hey, righty. I got your Dragon Ball right here. And I and I got my Dragon Balls right there. So there you go. There you go. Wait, one's missing. Oh wait, no, it isn't. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> seventh one's in the corner thank goodness riley loves playing with those thank goodness but yeah no it's uh <laughs> it's it's good um there were some things there were some choices that they made with like the uh one of the antagonists of this movie that i kind of disappointed me um particularly with what just happened at the in the final chapter of the arc that just ended in the manga. Um, uh, certain characters that I really think have kind of outstayed their welcome keep getting more stuff to do and characters that I really want to see uh, are not coming. And it just, that kind of bums me out. Like as, as far as like, villains that I think are really interesting or like characters that very often get sidelined that I think would be really fascinating to see in play. Um, but generally I think it's a, I think it's a really fun watch. Um, you know, and of course anything that, that gets Gohan back into the, into the mix, uh, I'm going to be a fan of. So nice. But yeah, so I generally, I would say it's, it is definitely a fun time. It's a, it's a good movie. Um, also Pan is in the movie and she's three, which is the age that Riley is. So, you know, of course I've got, I've got those feels, those fatherly feels. 
uh, going on. But uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. I went at a at a theater near here and uh, ended up going to the VIP showing, which I think the tickets were like twenty eight bucks, and I was like kind of bummed out. But that was the one that I could go see at that time that was in English. And uh, Alyssa, my sister in law, prefers watching the dub. I, I'm I'm mixed. Like I think Dragon Ball is good in both, but I I generally like do stuff in Japanese. Um, depends but, depends uh, on what it is. Yeah, Dragon Ball is my exception. I will watch the, the dub when I watch yeah. that. Yeah, and it's and it's good. Um, but uh, I didn't realize until we showed up that like those twenty eight dollar tickets also included all you can eat popcorn and all you can drink sodas and Ooh. ices. Oh my god! And I was like, D- and there's like recliners and stuff like that, like in there. And oh, there wow. recliners and, great, stuff. But... and I was Ooh. like, all right. So I definitely ate way too much popcorn and uh, drank too much uh, Sierra Mist because this is a Pepsi theater. Uh, Ugh. Sierra Mist is good. <laughs> I actually, f- full full stop, I think Sierra Mist might actually be my favorite Sprite-like. Like, you Do know. you like it more than Sprite? I might, actually. You're dead I think to me. it's really, really good. I think it's really good. I'm kidding. You're not dead to me. It's crazy but, but that they the almost thing. got rid of Sprite completely in the 90s, and then it had a surgence. Yeah, it is crazy. I forgot they're doing it. So I just opened, I have a I have a $100 ticket to Movie Tavern that I haven't used because I've had AMC A-List for, like, years, and I finally canceled it. Um, but I just went to look at the, the movies coming out this week. I forgot they're putting out Spider-Man again with, like, deleted scenes Yes, and they stuff. are. Are you going to, is anybody going to go to that? I'm not. No. Yeah. I'm not. I literally own that movie on 4k Blu-ray. So yeah. Yeah, the deleted scenes. I probably have. No, it's all we new. Ha- we, we have those Spider-Man deleted scenes at home. The Spider-Man deleted. Scenes at home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they're putting stuff in the movie that they didn't put on the extended. Like, I think you're going to start seeing a lot Blu-ray? more of this from Disney. Yeah. That really pisses me off. Yup. Yup. It's real crappy. This is I mean, also doing it with Rogue One. Hey, hey, also. Disney. They're doing it, yeah, they're doing it with Rogue One. Hey, Disney. Yeah. You hear me? And they also uh, they took Avatar off of Disney Plus because they're re-releasing that in theaters. They'll put it back. They'll put it back, but I just but think it's crappy. It, that, like, so it is a little. It is a little. Dumb. Yeah. Disney, <sighs> Disney, don't you do that Sony thing now? Yeah. Don't you? Well, actually, technically. Disney's been doing it longer because they vaulted those movies and then just didn't sell them at all. Right. And then they bought the rights to Star Wars and then still kept us from getting 4K Blu-rays of the original versions of those movies. I got two (laughs) fingers for you, Disney execs, and they're right here. Come get them. Damn. I'm going to vault this and bring it back later for you. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. All right. Well, I got no patience for anti-consumer practices. Sure. Disney's doing it just to get another money venue since they haven't already. Oh, since they already have the stream thing. If it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, I almost brought this up last week. Did you guys see um, Matt Damon on Hot Ones with what he said about movies? Mm-mm. So when was, was he on clip. it? Was it an old one? 
I don't know. I feel like it was lately because somebody just posted the thing. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't know. I don't watch that. Nah, that's um, all right. But yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so people had asked like, why? Oh, what was it? But why well, does it seem like we don't get like these weird like A or double A movies or something like that? Like, why is it that it feels like everything is just a really safe, um, big blockbuster? big mega blockbuster yeah. thing. And he was basically saying, I'll see if I can link to it. I definitely liked it or retweeted it or something like that. And I think I may have sent it to some people so I can definitely get the, did link. he say uh, you guys won't watch them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he said with streaming services, um, like people aren't like there was the DVD market and stuff. So even if something didn't perform great at the box office it still had a second a second life in dvd influx influx of cash which meant that they had more opportunities to like become whole yeah like they had more opportunities to get to a profit and now if you don't hit in the first two weeks at the theater that's it and so people have become way more risk averse because people aren't interested in buying movies anymore they just want to stream them and that doesn't give those movies a chance. So these lower, more experimental movies just don't get made and they yeah. don't get greenlit because if they don't think that something is going to have broad, like mass market appeal and actually hit in the theaters. I mean, that's mostly the big, big studios though. There are still a lot of movies that go to theater. We've talked about this before. There's tons of movies that go to theaters that are original and new and different. Sure, all sure, kinds sure. of awards that but you just, like see but not for the studio system people don't go to them because just you know they go see like spider-man for the fifth time and it's like maybe instead of seeing spider-man for the fifth time why don't you go see something totally different and which is yeah. like i mean honestly three thousand years of longing is the perfect example that movie came out this weekend uh this is the first george miller movie since mad max uh what is it fury, fury road. road fury road um that he's done. Uh, I think it did like 2.5 mil. Like it's like the biggest box office bomb of this year. And it's a fucking George Miller movie and nobody saw it. And that's the one with uh, Idris Elba as the genie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's that hard. looks really interesting to me. I feel like it's hard getting people to go to the but movies. I went and again. saw Dragon Ball instead. So um, I feel like it's hard it's... to get people to go to the movies again nope. because nope. Well, maybe, maybe Top around gun. you. Top Gun. Dude, <laughs> listen, I've gone to the movie. Like, Isn't that already streaming, though? Oh, my God. It is now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I've gone to the movies a few times in the last few months. We have a theater up here that plays specifically old movies. And when I've gone, there's always been a fair amount of people, especially when they played Rear Window. It was like almost full. I hadn't been in a theater oh, wow. that packed. Great movie. In years. And then I went to see Nope, which I enjoyed a lot at a normal, you know, century theater or whatever. And there was barely anyone there. And it was on a Friday night. Like if 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 a Jordan Peele movie is not pulling people in on a Friday night, like a week after it came out, like I feel like people just aren't really going to the movies. I don't know that it's like a case that it's it's gone past now the point of well, people only really want to see like Marvel stuff, right? Or, or a Star Wars, right? It's now at the point where just like people are not going at all. 
and how do you get them to go back? And I feel like it's just maybe a time thing for like, you know, COVID or whatever. It took me a while to go back, but now I'm happy yeah. because there's barely anyone there. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. I can watch my movies in peace. You know? Yeah. But I but, don't know that that'll when or if that'll ever get better. Like it, you know, Marvel movies are always going to do big, obviously. Um, yeah, one major theater chain is like declaring bankruptcy, right? Uh, Regal is. Which is right where I went to see this. Yeah. Like I went yeah. to see it at my local Regal cinema and they were they're in the middle of a massive renovation of that theater. Yeah. And and we went in and there was literally now I can't speak to. The packed nature of it, because I went on thursday at 3 p.m so like nobody was going to be there anyway because it's still like during the work day yeah uh and there was literally we were alone for a while and then two people came in and sat behind us i do and there was no one in the theater either i do wonder like it'd be interesting to see like regal or amc or one of these big chain uh theaters numbers of like what what is the percentage of their revenue that comes from like a small town rural area where there's not a lot going on? Like, I feel like people in places like that, maybe, I don't know, like Midwest, like maybe, maybe the they go to the not movies as good or whatever. More. Yeah. Like yeah. something like that. But for the most part, the, like when I tell a lot of the people that I come in contact with that I will go to the movies, like to see whatever, um, it's usually met with like, well, why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you just like wait for it to come out? Like it's it like they're almost insulted that I'm spending my time and money doing that. Uh, like the the I, whole idea behind it has just shifted because of COVID. Yeah, and also the theater experience yeah. in the past was always shit, and now it's gotten a little better. But I feel like when people finally go back, it'll go back to I'll go back to hating going to the movies because for the most part, people are just annoying, really annoying, and not respectful in any way. Like I went to. Two weeks ago, I went to that old theater to watch The Hidden Fortress, and like two times, two or three times during the movie, there was someone like talking at full volume and like people going, shh, like, yeah, the fuck up, you know? Um, or like people literally sitting right behind me eating popcorn with their mouth open, like you could just tell, you know? <laughs> like really loudly, like, like going at it. Yeah. And it's just like, damn it, man. Like the best. I told the Quiet Place story on here before, right? We went to go see that. Jess was like, we went to go see a Quiet Place like at noon one day, like the middle of the week. And uh, we went with two of my coworkers. And Jess was like, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A and like bring in lunch. We'll like eat in the theater. And it was like, okay. And if you've ever seen a Quiet Place, the first like 15 (laughs) minutes of it, there is literally no sound. And like hardly any. Yeah, like I was yeah. in there during the previews. I like chowed down. I was done by the time the movie started. And she's in there like trying to put her straw in the cup. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> I, when I went to see Nope, there was maybe seven other people in this giant theater. And yeah. like, I'm the, I'm the type of person who will open all of my stuff before. Yes. I think the that, movie. You, that should be a law that you yeah. have to do that. Like a law. <laughs> Get him out of down. Here. Yeah, you're opening your fucking M and M's in the middle of Nope. Uh, <laughs> That's it. You're right. Like, like the beginning of Nope was also not not like a quiet place, which I've seen and has like you know, you shut up when that movie's playing. But like, right. uh, the beginning is like kind of quiet, 
But like right when it starts in the first like two or three minutes, I just hear all these people going like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. like open them during the previews. No one cares. Like, <laughs> I, I hate the trailers. Like that's when I open and I talk to my friends at full volume. Like, wow, that looks like shit. You know? Yeah. But then when the movie starts, I shut up. <laughs> I'm totally quiet. You know? Yeah, movies. that is like that's Hancock one of the best. Too, hell yeah, yeah, that's one of the best thing like <laughs> moments though. Well, that like you really don't get in many other places when you know the trailer plays. You look to the person sitting next to you, and you are you're either like ah or oh nah. like you know immediate criticism, yeah, yeah, or immediate you know joy. Yeah, I always love that. Yeah, that's always like it a fun, fun a fun thing. I I love going to the movies. Like I I actually. I greatly prefer going to a movie theater to watching something on streaming to watch specifically movies um, like shows or whatever, because they've always been a, a home thing. But like, you know, the the movie experience at the theater and stuff like that. And I say that as somebody who makes better popcorn than they sell at theaters, which is something that I it was a very painful realization when they're like, you, yeah, make, you got uh, bottomless popcorn. And I started eating it and I'm like, oh, mine at you make Jiffy Pop. <laughs> no we just we just get like a bag of like corn uh yeah. kernels and i just like stovetop cook it sure um and then i season it up with with some stuff i'm definitely uh for uh You're some people that are i'm gonna be hanging out with i'm definitely gonna have to make them some uh <laughs> it's so so good i'm actually gonna make some after the show tonight i should have made go. some before so i could just pop it up and be like here it is guys there it is be jealous it in all its glory uh, popcorn's one of the healthier snacks until you drown it in butter but yeah yeah i only put Skinny like light light uh avocado oil spray on it and then uh i sprinkle lemon pepper and then uh, some other seasonings lemon pepper. it's really good some cajun seasoning i put on there as well ooh, it's really good Ooh, tell me more I still remember Dude, watching wait. The Force Awakens. Next time I see you, I'll make it for you. <laughs> I still remember watching The Force Awakens in theaters. First night, opening night. And like while I'm watching it, I keep feeling my seat like shaking. What the fuck? And I look over and the lady next to me is literally has like one of those seasoning things and keeps like shaking she's it like, over the popcorn on. like with yeah. the person she's with. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> this is why I hate the movies. But I like going when there's no one there. Yeah, it's a 4D same. experience. <laughs> that was an eye-opening thing when when we started like covering movies for the show, and I started going like earlier in the day. That is, let me tell you, if you've it's never great. gone to the movie theaters by yourself, like take a day off and First go of all, in the morning. It's nuts. Everyone should everyone should do that at least once in their lives. I did yeah. that. Uh, I've done that several times. The first one I ever did it with was La La Land. And I was mm, like, wow. oh, man, I was so sucked into that movie. I, ironically, so the first one, movies. the first one I ever did it with was Solo. I oh, saw wow. it by myself. That's, that's pretty funny. That's it great. was pretty. It was pretty great. I was like, man, being in a movie theater by yourself is like not that bad, actually. It's uh, it's pretty great. Another thing that's pretty cool by yourself, if you ever get the chance to, is to go to Disneyland by yourself. I thought it would be really <laughs> weird, but I had a day when I was with a trip or people where they were meeting me later. So I basically had like four hours in Disneyland to myself and it was the fucking best because you just walk around and like whenever something seems interesting, you don't have to like you just 
heard all the cats to go see it. You're just like, oh, the Pirates line's only five minutes long. I'll go get in line. You just walk in, you know? Or you're like, I'm going to get a churro. You just walk over and get a fucking churro. (laughs) You don't have to like, stop everyone. I must get a churro, you know? This is pretty great. I feel like that would be really fun. Like I haven't been to a theme park because they got rid of they got rid of one. Uh, they had one here in Houston. I think it's called like Astro World or something like that. It had like a bunch of roller coasters and stuff, and then they closed it down shortly after I got here, uh, and I missed my opportunity to go. Um, but like you know, going to like a Disneyland or a Disney World or something like that, uh, just totally by myself. That sounds interesting. It's pretty. Just it's take, pretty nice. I mean, after a while, though, you start to be like, okay, I'd like human. I'd like to experience again. this with someone. Yeah. Like <laughs> after about four or five hours, after I'd done like all the stuff that I really like to do or whatever, it's kind of like, yeah, I'd like someone to talk to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then my friend. But like, just up. as something to do, like, to just try it. Yeah. I think is. is I would do it once. I'd go to like Dorney Park or Six I Flags by us. I recommend it. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I had to say. Movies, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. They should have just called it Dragon Ball Superhero. But yeah, that's one of the worst movie title titles I've ever heard in my life. Like it, it makes sense. I, it, it makes sense, but but stop. I still but, don't like but it. But stop, like yeah. no, just no. Give it a different yeah. name. Text <laughs> yeah. or anything. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I still don't know why they called it Dragon Ball Super. Like that's I. I get that you're like looking for another thing afterwards. Why wouldn't you call it Super Dragon Ball? But I well, Super Dragon Ball Superhero. Is that I get behind that? Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT. So like, why not have just another series of letters? Instead, I don't know. I heard, I don't remember where I heard this and I forgot to message it to you, Brian, because it made me laugh and made me think specifically of you. But I heard someone refer to as, uh, or refer to Dragon Ball GT as Dragon Ball Good Time. That's what it stands for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, when, uh, when, uh, GT Goku came to Dragon Ball, uh, fighters, they were like, hey, he, and he was, he was easily the best character in the game. They're like, it's Good Times Goku. Good times go through. So, yeah. yeah, that is definitely, yeah. So Dragon Ball GT actually does stand for something. Uh, it's Grand Tour is what it stands for. I've never actually watched that. I think I started um, to when I was like, nah. I I feel like there's like, there's like one good arc. It's short. It's yeah. short. Like it's, it's definitely significantly shorter than uh, Z- and at this point, Super probably as well. Yeah. Because I think Super has like five arcs so far or something like that. Maybe more. Are you looking forward to Dragon Ball 64? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah. And then Dragon Ball 128 and then Dragon Ball 360. Dragon Ball Cube. <laughs> where I'll, sp- I'll spin 360 degrees and, and walk away. Yeah. Like they used to say on the Xbox. Yeah, um, which is very funny because that person yep. failed geometry, clearly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but then, yeah, it's like somebody said that like for real, like sincerely. And then all of us said it for the memes just to make. Oh, fun. Well, yeah. Yeah. Love it. But yeah, that's what I had to say about that. 
go see it. Go see it. It's uh, it's and if you haven't seen Dragon Ball Super Broly, like definitely watch it because like I feel like these uh, like these movies still do kind of fill the like the hole in your life if you just like don't want to bother with the manga or the anime and you just want to watch a movie. You like, want to fix. You can still they tell they tell like a relatively self-contained story. So like if you just want to be like, oh, that's kind of weird. I wonder what's going on with that. Like, but then you just move on to the next thing. It's like a thing that you can just go watch for the spectacle. And it is a lot of good spectacle in this movie. So it's cool. Nice. Sick, bro. So if that was uh if Splatoon 3 was Chris's thing and Dragon Ball Super Superhero was my thing, Josh, what you got? Uh, I saw this week something I don't think anybody has ever seen in the game industry ever, and in that the uh, PlayStation 5 is getting a price increase. I thought that was <laughs> yep. very interesting. Um, it's not getting, and it, we, there's a caveat, though, that it's not getting a price increase in the United States. Yes. Uh, yeah. But everywhere else, it's going up by, like, $50, which is a strange flex. Um they said it was because of inflation, which I get. It's like a lot of products prices are going up um, lately, but it still seems like a very strange choice, especially when it's selling so well. And you still like, can't get it, and you still can't really get one. You're like, starting I, to. They're starting to pop up now. Yeah, they're starting. In yeah, like in two stores. years later. <laughs> I know it's insane. Um, but it, I feel like this is I'm worse here. than like the Wii. It is the Wii. Oh, it was yeah. like nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Which was bad. Like that was like a record at that time. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm mostly curious on what you think and like, what, uh, like, do you think it will matter in the long run? Like, are there people out there who are like, well, now I'm not going to buy one cause it's too expensive, even though it was already, an obscene you know it's already pretty expensive but uh i don't know i feel like this is such a strange strange move that obviously americans won't have to feel but i feel like a lot of people in other countries foreign players were already feeling the pinch and now it's worse yeah i i I, i'm on to be honest i'm expecting possibly a game price increase from some people um, yeah, like I could see that happening in the next year. Um, yeah. and, obviously and to, be, to be clear, people who are playing on other platforms, uh, Harry mentioned it in the chat, but I, I was definitely also going to mention this, uh, Xbox and Nintendo have already come out and said, we're not, we're staying the same price. I mean, I figured like Nintendo already sets their production lines up to be very frugal. So like, yeah while the inflation hurts them, they still have more, you know, money than God and they're doing fine. They're doing great. Even, um, Microsoft, while they had, you know, a down quarter, I mean, you can attribute a lot of that to just the fact that COVID is sort of not going away, but it's becoming less of like a looming thing in our lives as people get vaccinated and like go back to work and things start to go back to normal. Like, people are not spending as much on video games because they're actually going outside for the first time and they're making vacation trip plans and doing all sorts of things that they weren't going to do in the last two years. 
So like you yep. could say it was a lot never going to be sustainable. Tra- it was never going to stay that high that yeah. it was. And I think they sort of understand that, which I I think just makes it even a little weirder that like Sony is doing this. Like it I, makes me think that the they were already I mean I assume they're already losing money on every console they make. They were but, they they were when this when the PS5 launched, they did confirm that they were selling those units at a profit. Okay. I think. So Didn't it's just less that? of a profit. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I always after, assumed after that inflation, it was like it might not be anymore, but I always assumed um, that it was not. They were in selling twenty twenty one it was reported that Sony is selling the PS5 at a loss. At a loss. Okay. 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 So there you go. Maybe it's to get it back to like you know. So Nintendo always sells their stuff at a profit. Pretty that, much. That is I I feel like that is like always what they do. Pretty that's much. That's like a kind of a rule that they have. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, that that's uh Xbox I think always sells theirs at a loss. Yeah. This is and the And then uh, so Bloomberg reported as far back as February 2020 that scarce components had driven the manufacturing cost of the PlayStation 5 to $450. Okay. That doesn't include all the shipping and the anything else. And that's just so. the console. That doesn't include a controller. Yeah. Which so. And that's why the controller is really expensive. Yeah. Right. Um, like, I think this is, I think the DualSense is the most expensive controller that isn't like a premium version of the controller. Like, I think it's the most expensive baseline. That's not like a Wii U gamepad, basically. Yeah. 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 Which like, I I would consider to be like part of the console. Yeah. But if you had to replace them, I think they were pretty expensive. Yeah. 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 They were like over a hundred dollars. I think, right? I think so. 110 or 120 or something like that. Yeah. The series X costs them about $500 to manufacture as of uh, that's 2019. That could be outdated, but I think what, what's being lost in a lot of this is the fact that, like, and, and this has been brought up before, um, PlayStation is Sony's most profitable, uh, the most profitable part of, of Sony. Um, yes. You know, they it is their big moneymaker. Any chance that they have, or any chance that they can take to increase profits in that, uh, they're going to take because they have to. Microsoft is not in that position at all. Yeah, no. Um, they they make market, so much freaking. They make money. so many things like yeah. You know, if you cost, if you saw the cost of any Azure bill at any company, you would understand yeah. why so many of these like SaaS applications cost as much as they do. Um, yeah, these, it, it's like, insane. Microsoft has tons of revenue streams that aren't even visible to the consumer market. Right. Like, and and. The stuff that they do have that's on the consumer market is still really good. Yeah. Like Xbox is still profitable and like Windows is ubiquitous. You yeah. know, so like this is <laughs> Yeah, like Sony isn't an operating like they don't have an operating system that the majority of the business world uses. Yeah. They just don't. You they know? had a lot like, of their money, audio you know? and video equipment used to be ubiquitous in the space, but it hasn't been for a very long time. Right. Yeah. Like, like you could I, still say that like Sony Bravia TVs and like stuff like that is still like very competitive, but like they're like third or fourth string though compared to, they they haven't been like the definitive TV since like the Trinitron, which is a CRT. Yeah. Like that was back when like, Oh no, this is like the best TV you can get. Or like 
a Sony Walkman or a Sony Discman. Like that was yeah. like before Apple came in and revolutionized things with the, uh, you know, with the, the, the iPod. pod, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So it's, they've fallen off yeah. pretty hard. And also and their movie studios don't do amazing. Like they have hit certain things will hit, but then like they have good, they have like the Spider-Man doesn't. stuff. Yeah. And then they, I mean, they have a music recording label, but that yeah, whole Sony world music, yeah. has changed dramatically in the last like decade. Yeah. So yeah, it's in no way, shape or form as profitable as it was in like the nineties and the eighties. Right. So yeah, which could be why we're seeing so much of the like anti-consumer maximized profits stuff that they're doing, like all the nickel and diming that they're doing because those nickels and dimes, um, you know, no offense to, you know, anyone, but like many Sony fans will do it. Like a lot of like PlayStation fans are, have kind of particularly lately become known for like defending a lot of these decisions, even though like I personally, and I know that we personally find them really distasteful. Um, and like, it I don't doesn't know if I would go really... say, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. No, I was going to say like, and I don't really know that this is, you know, you, you asked what we thought about whether this is going to make a difference. I don't know that it will because so many people are like PlayStation or bust that like, you know, a lot of people already have them that, that really wanted them. The, there are other people that are still out there paying inflated scalper prices and this doesn't really change that position that much. People are still going to be scalping them. They just might be doing it for slightly more. Um, and I feel like if people have been holding out for one and they haven't jumped ship yet, I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know how much this is going to... I've definitely seen a few people on Twitter be like, I was still trying to get one. Not anymore. I mean, they also, they did like change, and I don't know, like I haven't heard this come up uh, yet, at least in this discussion, like they did try to cut costs of the PS5 already. Like if you, if you were to buy a PS5, it's a different, yeah, yeah, like the cool, the heat sink in it is significantly smaller now than the ones that came out at launch uh, because the cost of aluminum has gone up so much. Um, And I've definitely heard a talk that like they may try to launch a PS5 Pro soon, like really soon because they could rework like the builds and stuff like that and use different components and like make stuff even smaller probably and, like, not save put a money disc that drive way. in it <laughs> that it would yeah that it would basically be they could basically sell a way more powerful thing for like the same price and make more money on it based based on like how they could change the build and stuff like that i don't know that that's true but like there's there's scuttlebutt about that um you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're but I, coming I do up... already know that, like, this is, like, America is fine. They don't want to seed ground to Xbox here. And Series X is already, like, doing way better year over year than Xbox One. And it's an awesome console that just works. And there's Game Pass and, like, all this other stuff. I don't think they want to, like, seed ground in that respect. But, like, people in other countries were already paying a lot more to get these consoles. So, so I don't know, maybe this will loosen their grip up overseas. I, I don't know. Chris, what were you going to say? Um, the one thing I wanted to look at was, uh, 
when these different SKUs of the PS4 uh, released. Um, you know, they had a few. I mean, obviously, you know, every every console for the most part has different SKUs that are gonna that are kind of designed around the idea that you're going to cut cost. Um, we're coming up on the second year of the PS5, um, and I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me for them to release a different model in the first three years. It just seems like it's. It too, doesn't feel right to me either. It, it, I just feel like it's too soon. But I think they're kind. Of, I wouldn't be surprised if they're at a point where like their hands are tied. Like they have to, yeah. you know, they they have to get the cost down of this thing as much as possible. I mean, even when these, you know, when Series X and and the PS5 were announced, like we all were, you know, you you had Linus Tech Tips and all these websites that were they were trying to build comparable PCs, and a lot of them weren't able to do it because yeah, uh, the cost of the components to be able to get a computer that is that powerful. It's just not going to happen, especially, you know, like they're doing it on a much larger scale, et cetera. Um, and it's still cheaper to buy a Series X or PS5 than to build a comparable PC. Yeah. 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 So, although prices are coming down, I have heard that it is like now is a good time to build a PC if you're going to. Well, and that's there is a, new there is new stuff coming out. And that's as, well. as far as GPUs are concerned, which is a whole other thing. Um, I mean, GPU prices when Gen 4 comes out are going to be so stupid cheap. Like anyone that bought a 3000 series GPU is going to be livid when that happens because I'm one of them. Um, Me too. Because Nvidia, for those that don't know, went and placed an order on a ton of Silicon and their Silicon provider said, when they tried to cancel the order said, nope, sorry, you can't. You already placed the order and we are manufacturing this for you tough noogies so they're going to have a surplus of supplies for all of their components for the next generation of gpus so that's part of the reason four series (laughs) which everyone keeps saying is supposed to happen by the end of the year um i actually haven't looked in a while honestly because i get sad whenever i look because i have a 3000 series but um yeah if you're in the market for a gpu i recommend you uh do your research in that regard for sure. But all that being said, um, I don't know how this is going to affect uh, the other markets. I, I could see it benefiting Japan greatly. We've already seen that uh, or not. I'm sorry. Uh, being bad for Sony in Japan um, is probably a better way to put that. We have seen that those numbers um, for Xboxes have are bigger than they ever have been in that territory. Yeah. Um, and this is just another reason for anybody to, Anybody that's on the fence to be like, you know what? I'll just get Game Pass and Xbox and run with yeah. that. I haven't had one before. Um, I, I was going to say it also for in the Japan thing. It helps that like Microsoft went really hard after Japanese developers, especially with Game Pass. Like there was all that the Persona e- games we all are forget there. there was that E3 when they were like every Final Fantasy game is going to be on Game Pass. Like, right. With, uh, f- a few exceptions, but for the most part, every game. And then you know all of the Yakuza games are on there, and there's like a few other random Japanese games that are on there too. And like they get, they get released on their consoles and they're good versions of those games. So I feel like, yeah. And, um, and even if you don't have access to a console, you can play those games on PC and they run pretty well and you can move your, your progress in between them, which is something that Sony does not have some games. Yeah. 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 Some. Yeah. 
Yeah. But like, I think, I think that like, even if you weren't like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to buy like a new console. Like you could just be like, well, maybe I'll try this game pass thing. Like, I feel yeah. like there's, there are a lot of reasons, you know, to, to do that. Uh, I mean, I that, really that's curious. always been the case. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I am really curious what the gaming scene is like in somewhere like Japan. Like, I know it's always been very like Nintendo and Sony focused, but has that shifted a lot? Like, I'm sure people are still really in love with their switches, but like, are or have a lot of people moved to like PC and mobile and are not really playing How many people over there are getting Steam decks. Yeah. Well, especially just because it seems PlayStation seems so focused now on the Western audience. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't seem as interested in, in the like uh, uh, Asian market, which I think is really interesting. I think it's a mistake. So it makes me think, like, what is that market actually like? Like, what consoles are selling? What games are they playing? Because I know Korea, it's like all MMOs. It's all like Genshin Impact and like shooters yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and then I, I have no idea what it's like in Japan. Uh, or China, for that matter. But I would be interested to see that kind of stuff. I'd also it's, be interested to see what the Xbox numbers are like in Japan, because that's just always been very curious to me. They've been trying to break into that market for every single generation with very limited, not much success. Yeah. Um, but I have now they're the actually making thing. some headway. It seems Why? like they're doing okay-ish now. Like there i'd be curious to see those numbers i mean the, the series x is doing good and is a really good concept it is uh, it's it just is. overshadowed by the fact that like everybody wants a ps5 but also like no one can get one yeah um, honestly i think that could be like in combination with all of this um if the ps5 is more expensive in other territories and it's difficult to get people you're gonna have some people that are just like screw it like I'll just get the Xbox because it's on the shelf. Yeah. I mean, yeah. provided that you know it, that it is actually so that, there. Especially if you're gonna play just like if you're just playing Single like Fortnite stuff. or some something. multi yeah multi platform yeah. game. You're like I'm gonna play Apex and I just wanna play with Apex with my friends. Or I'm just gonna play Fortnite with my friends. Like it doesn't matter what box you have after right. after a while, right? So and multiverses and so multiverses. we're getting we're getting more of those. Yeah. Oh, and and fun fact: if you're playing multiverses. There is a, uh, I think, Game Pass or like, there's a there's a, oh, there's a Game Xbox Pass Live perk, perk. Uh, and yeah. and you can get the like Samurai Rain Dog, which since Rain Dog is one of the characters I play, I was like, hell yeah, bro! Awesome. What is he from? He's original. Oh, he's the just... studio invented him to put him in their game to be like, and here's us. Hello. Got it. Okay. So yeah. So he's totally original and he's really, really fun. He plays like Bowser a little, little bit, a little bit like Bowser from uh, Smash Bros, which nice. is why I like him so much. Uh, but yeah, I want to make to make a potentially distasteful comparison. You were asking, like, is this is this going to uh, change anything? I feel like this generation. And like, I was definitely the first one saying stuff and I don't want to sound like a broken record. But like there's just been unforced error after unforced error and they've made Sony has made anti-consumer choice after anti-consumer choice. And it's starting to feel like Trump where everything on the campaign trail was like, wow, I cannot believe he's just said that this has to be the end. And then the next thing happened and 
wow, no, people are definitely not going to freaking throw their money and votes behind this guy. Like, surely not. And like, it just never was the end. And that's kind of how I feel about PlayStation is just, oh, we're going to have our games be $70 and you're going to have a free upgrade. Oh, you know what? Actually scratch that. No free upgrades. You're going to have to pay extra money. Oh, also, um, we're adding backwards compatibility, but we're going to make you pay for it. Oh, but then we're also not adding weekly or like, like they, I don't think they've added anything to the backwards compatible thing since it launched. Um, at which is the highest tier. Oh, we're also going to have a store that basically doesn't work. Oh, also we're going to lower the barrier of entry so that there are like 50 cent and 99 cent games on here that like basically don't function and just clog everything up. Oh, also we're going to charge more for the console. And it's just like more and more and more stuff just keeps happening. And I'm just, and, but yet people are just like, I'm gonna get that PS5. And like, it just keeps selling and their games keep selling and like all this sort of stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, the thing is they make good games and they can sort of afford to do it because they own one of the storefronts that people buy a lot of games on. And so they make a lot of money. You know. Which they're being which they're being sued for. Did you if you saw I didn't in the see UK. That. They're they're being it's the it's the same thing that um Epic sued Apple for. It's like uh PlayStation basically has a monopoly over the storefront and that sort of a thing. Like there's no alternative way, you know, to do that and like physical games are distributed in kind of a limited fashion and stuff like that. I don't it's like it. a it's like a I don't suit in the UK. Basically that because uh, like the digital storefront monopoly, basically. Gibby, you could say that about any console right now. You can, but they're sell- they're suing Sony. <laughs> okay, that's dumb. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they probably won't win. No. I, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of it is the power of marketing. Uh, a lot of it is... Uh, yeah, I mean, like Josh said, like, and yeah, less, Josh is right. they we, do have the games. Like, lest we forget, like the PS4 is one of my favorite consoles of all time. Like it and and me, it, yeah, yeah. Like it it has some of it, one of the best lineups of anything that we've ever seen in our you know history. Um, if imagine not having owned a PS4 and being like, I've never been in this ecosystem. Let me just I mean, yeah. see what's out yeah. there. Like. You have every. Now's the great, the greatest time to buy a PS4. Oh my god! Well, no, but you, if you buy a, a PS5, is the best PS4 I've ever owned. Like, I'm still <laughs> playing PS4 games on it. Like, it's it's what yeah. I primarily use it for is playing PS4 games. Like, the if you missed out on that generation, oh my god, the amount of content that is available to you and the content that is there, like the quality of it and how mm-hmm. well it runs, is insane. Except for Bloodborne, because they won't fucking patch it for sixty frames a second. <laughs> uh, I just, I just think like, I mean, you could say the same thing about Xbox. Like, it runs so many of those old games. The like, Series X is the get, best Xbox One that exists. Like, it, you yeah. could get an original, like an original Xbox One now, really cheap, and you're still technically sort of in the current generation, even though those games probably don't run that great. But you still have a gigantic catalog of games you could play. And if you're one of those people that just wants to play Fortnite, then you're not losing anything because it'll still play that game. 
you know? Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're in a really weird place right now. I feel like they're going to yeah. keep making, like, PS4 games for the next, like, couple of years. I feel like I'm at this point where I'm just, like, watching all of this happen, and I'm just like, fuck off. I'll just play the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't want anything to do with you two. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> Fair. Fair. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. The uh, Facebook did that did that price hike recently with the Quest Two. Now PS Five is going up in price. Microsoft you know what? and Nintendo are like, we're not. But like, what else are we gonna see? You know what's crazier about the the Quest One is um, Zuckerberg was on Rogan last week and said that they are planning on releasing the next Meta's next headset in October of this year. And they just did a price increase on the quest Two. <laughs> like what the hell is that going to cost? A million dollars. Yeah. Can't Crazy. Crazy to me. Absolutely yeah, that's, crazy. That's pretty wild. I have one more thing. If we have time, I have a little bit of time. We got time. Let's keep it. Let's keep it breezy. So there is a, um, I may have talked about them before, so I apologize if I have. There is a... How dare you? It's called TNT Amusements. It is a retro, like... Doesn't sound familiar. They're like a... They refurbish old retro games, like pinball machines, arcade cabinets. They don't um, make explosives? They don't make explosives, but the That's logo is an explosive. Um, Amusing explosives. It is Todd something Tucky. Todd Tucky is the guy that owns it. Um, he lives like 10 name. minutes from me. Um, I went to high school with his daughter. But anyway, he so yeah, I they know refurb- your daughter. <clears throat> I know your daughter. I did the musicals with her. Um, so they refurbish all these old arcade cabinets and then they'll put them up for sale. But they also like while they're up for sale, he has them in like the showroom and you can like go and like rent it out and, you know, have parties or whatever and like play whatever games they have. Um, but he'll do these videos where he'll just like, he's like, all right, this has been sitting in the basement for too long. Um, we need to just sell it as is. So he did one of those over the weekend and like the, the one weekend he had, um, a bunch of, uh, old FPGA or not FPGA, um, PCB boards for different arcade games. So like he had like the board for the original Mario brothers, um, that he was just like selling for like 200 bucks or whatever. Um, you can just go and buy it and figure out how to hook it up at home. Cause there's all these different ways to do it. Um, but he has a Neo Geo like full cabinet, um, that he shows off. Oh, like the one where you could take the boards in and out of it. Yeah. Like, but like, yeah. and, um, apparently like this thing. So I started doing research on the Neo Geo cause I was like, I, I don't know anything about it. Um, so I have the video playing now from his thing. Um, but yeah, basically for those that don't know what it was, it was this arcade cabinet that accepted all of these old cartridges that were huge. It was like the size of VHS tapes. And he has one that has like a hundred and what it has like every Neo Geo game on it. Uh, this like cartridge that's in it. Um, and it got me thinking, cause I've been thinking about redoing the, uh, my arcade cabinet behind me here, the, um, uh, arcade one up one. And, I was like, well, do I do like a, I could do like a, get a mister and like put that in. 
get a bigger display and do that. And like, I'm looking at what all these people are doing on Reddit. And then I had the idea and I might do it. Like I might start saving up for the parts for it. Cause I think it'd be really cool. And I haven't seen anyone talk about it or do it yet. Um, what if I made an all black and white cabinet with like a bigger screen and then I put one of the docking stations for the analog pocket in it. And then I just ran all my games off of this. And then it's like, if I wanted to like go be like, okay, and just take it with me and then I can do my thing. So it's basically, you're basically making your own homebrew switch. Kind of, but it's like a, but in, you know, in arcade cabinet form, yeah. but like, because this thing can event eventually we'll be able to play like MAME, Neo Geo, all these like old school arcade games, and then probably everything up to hopefully Super Nintendo. Um, you know, that way I can take it with me. I don't know. I just I thought it'd be an interesting, interesting I mean, that's project. That's a neat idea. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's like a retro switch. Yeah, basically. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people have done I, it with the switch. Yeah, I think that's pretty sick. Yeah. But. I don't, don't know really that have I want to talk about this, but that reminded me about the Denuvo announcement for Switch. Which, Denuvo, whatever. They're adding like a new, uh, the like they're talking about adding new the Denuvo anti piracy, anti cheat stuff to the Switch. Yes, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing that sucks about that is basically every game that's had Denuvo anti cheat on it runs like garbage trash, uh, and is like horribly optimized. Like in competitive games that have used it. Uh, people have gone out of their way to like disable it because it makes the game just run like absolute horseshit. I saw some, uh, there was some article that somebody, or like some Reddit comment someone made where it was like, oh yeah, they add Denuvo only to, uh, for PC players to remove it. Or they add Denuvo to prevent piracy so that PC players can remove it and then get games to run better than it does on the original hardware anyway. Yep. And it's like, oh wow, okay. This is why I'll never get rid of my it's launch not- Switch. Because I know like 10 years from now when we're on Switch 2 or whatever, I'll be like, hmm, like, <laughs> what, can, what can I do with this thing now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wish that I still had my launch Switch, and I thought I did, but I do not. But It happens. My brother has mine, and it doesn't dock anymore. It doesn't? It nope. doesn't dock anymore. Like, it's just all beat up and shit? Like, it it'll charge but if you put it in a docking station it doesn't display really yeah apparently it's like there's like you can fix it um there's like bad contacts that can or contacts that can go bad on the board um but like you have to know what you're doing and Hmm. he won't give it back to me so i'm not gonna try (laughs) interesting yeah but yeah i don't know i've been uh, I've been wanting to do a project. Uh, you know, I always want to do a project on gaming shit, but um, I don't know if hey, I'll actually do it. you got more time on your weekends now. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Should we get out of here? Yeah, let's do sure. it. Sure. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 245. Can you believe it? Two fifty is coming up. We should. I should see if I can lock down a cool guest for two fifty. But yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out. Um, if you want to check out the stuff that we're doing, you can always keep up to date, um, at uh, on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, you can find uh, this video 
podcast on Twitch at twitch.tv slash platformers pod. And uh, all of those episodes go up archived on youtube.com at platformers pod. Um, and uh, if you want to check us all out on Twitter together, uh, platformers pod on Twitter, and you can find me individually at ribnax, R I B N A X. I tweet a lot, I retweet a lot. Um, I have a lot of feelings about the state of the world. And so sometimes I retweet things that are like, hey, Millennials kind of got screwed over by the boomers and the housing market and all this sort of shit. So if you have a tolerance for that, go follow me over there. But I also do tweet or like, like a bunch of uh, like cool art, like video game art and uh, anime art and stuff like that. And uh, talk about games, all that sort of stuff. So catch me over there. And uh, if you are looking for what I am getting up to lately, you can find my multiverses guides over at IGN.com. Um, including um, some updated stuff for the last two patches. There have been patch notes and all of the rewards from the battle pass and all that sort of stuff. So you can check all of that out there. Um, and that's me. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh. I don't tweet that much, but if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff I'm working on, you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic. I just started working on a video about the movie Bell and human connection. So Ooh. see when that's see when that's done. It's going to be a longer one, not like the little witch one, which is very short. This one will be much longer. So we'll see. Nice. You can find me at shrives93. Um, I don't know how often I tweet or what I tweet about. Usually it's about stuff that only people on Reddit will understand, and that's not an insult. It's just I'm very niche. Um one thing I did not talk get to talk about this week, I probably will next week because I'm probably going to play it more this week. Um, the folks that cut for the Twitter account for Kaze and the Wild Masks retweeted me. I thought that was very nice. Great game. Very good game. But I'll talk about that more next week. Cool. All right. From everybody here at the platformers, we hope you have a wonderful Stay safe out there, because until next time, we're out. Boy. Yeah, boy!